The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, welcome to Slash and Go. Nate Ryan here with Dale Jarrett and Kyle Petty. Sunday concluded the NASCAR season at Phoenix Raceway. The Cup Series wraps up. And guys, I want to start with the fact that NASCAR finished its season with its last 10 races occurring exactly when they'd been intended to occur when the uh, 2020 schedule came out more than a year and a half ago. So what kind of an accomplishment do you think it was for NASCAR to get through 2020 and end with the playoffs, the final 10 races, the integrity of those being attacked from a scheduling perspective, despite all the other challenges this year. Yeah, I think it says a lot uh, about the organization and how everybody uh, weighed in to see how we could make this happen. And incredibly, it did. Uh, We saw uh, opportunities for uh, races during the week uh, double header weekends, uh, so many things that had been talked about over the years, and, and they were a success. Uh, but, the, but the biggest thing was is how much the drivers, the teams, uh, sponsors all bought into this idea that we could run a complete season. And, oh, yeah, the last 10 races are going to be exactly when uh, they were supposed to be. Texas didn't abide by that totally, but uh, it was the same week anyway. And uh, uh, But um, yeah, you really have to applaud the effort that was made and uh, everybody putting forth uh, and being a part of that effort. And to, to think, I really wondered when we started back with everything that was going on, how many drivers might miss a race uh, and only to have a couple of drivers uh, go through that situation and, and have that to happen, uh, just amazing. And you know, it turned out to be uh, very entertaining racing with no practice, no qualifying, uh, but everybody did their part. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the whole thing coming out, we got a brand new champion. Yeah, and, and listen, I agree. Um, I think you could not – the vision that NASCAR had uh, for the year, um, it, it is absolutely amazing to me that everything worked, except for Texas, exactly the way that they thought it was going to work. And during along the way, they got to implement so many new ideas from, as Dale mentioned, the double headers, uh, the shorter races – Um, We got to see no practice, no qualifying, which will become a part of the sport next year. So I think we'll look back on this year and we can applaud NASCAR for a number of reasons, the the sanctioning body for a number of reasons to say, hey, we did it. We got it in for the fans. We got it in for the industry, for our sponsors, for our partners. Uh, We did that. Uh, And along the way, we were able to experiment and try some things uh, and a little bit of a Petri dish and say, well, it worked or it didn't work, and and a lot of it did work. Uh, Some things probably didn't that we don't even know about, but I think you have to, have to um, give a tip of the hat to all these teams, all these owners, all these drivers, all these pilots, all these truck drivers, everybody along the way who got the cars there, who got the cars on the racetrack, who did it, uh, and the number of cases that we had and the incidents that we had are so minute uh, compared to the greater... Uh, greater population of this country. 
I think those guys are the really the unsung heroes of this, making it happen for fans and making it happen for the industry. Yeah, the NASCAR industry really handled a lot of curveballs really, really well, rolled with the punches, rolled with some of the changes. And another change that was by design but was new for 2020 was ending the season at Phoenix. Uh, first time that had been done during the playoff system going all the way back to 2004. I'll start with you, KP. Like, I think conventional wisdom beforehand was that there would be an opportunity for maybe this to be the first time under this elimination format since 2014 that – the winner wouldn't necessarily be the champion uh, Sunday at Phoenix, but it turned out Chase Elliott wins the race, wins the championship, and the top four are all four championship guys, one through four, and they pretty much ran there the entire race. So wh what did you think of Phoenix's debut as the title track, and did it turn out the way you expected? Uh, I'm not going to say that it necessarily turned out the way I expected, uh, but listen, I thought Phoenix was the perfect host. Uh, if we go collectively and look at NASCAR, if we collectively look at the truck race, the Xfinity race, and uh, the cup race, and listen, I, I have no problem with those four guys um, running one, two, three, and four, because those are the four guys that every round, they get a little better. They get a little better. They get a little better. For the last round, they should be better. They should be better. They take it to a different place, and we know those teams can. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit old school. From 1974, um, if we go back that far, you go Ontario, you go Riverside, you go Atlanta and Homestead. And oh yeah, uh, when 9-11 happened, we had New Hampshire as the last race of the season. But the last race has only been in four cities. This is only the fifth city since really 1974 uh, that we've had our last race in, which is phenomenal when I look at it. I look at other sports, I look as, at our playoffs and I look at what we've done. And I'm not above moving the race every year. Uh, the Super Bowl moves every year. The NBA Finals move every year. Uh, the, 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 the Major League Baseball, the World Series moves every year. So why not move it around? But I felt like Phoenix uh, and all the naysayers that pointed at it at the beginning of the year and said, this is going to be terrible. This is never going to work. I, I think they have to, to rethink that statement because I think it worked for the fans, it worked for the teams, and it worked for the sport. Yeah, I, I think you know, the racing was tremendous. Uh, all three uh, – of uh, the series, uh, the truck series race was phenomenal. The, the Xfinity race was great with last lap passes for the championship there. Just amazing. And, and then the racing uh, yesterday in the cup side of it, uh, I mean, Logano led, uh, Brad led. Uh, Denny didn't ever lead, I don't believe, but he was always right there in the mix. And as you said, they ran in that top four. I really thought this, I, I thought that the champion was still going to have to win the race to win the championship, but I thought they might get separated more by some other drivers, you know, who was going to get in there, especially when you look at, you know, Harvick being there and Kyle Busch, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Not a part of it. I, I thought that, that they might mix it up a little bit more, but Kyle, as you pointed out, you know, they made it through the rounds and these four proved that they were the best because, you know, they outran everybody else at a very difficult racetrack. But I, I, th I think as a track, hosting the final race. Uh, it did everything that you could ever want uh, in, in providing entertainment. So at least they get another opportunity, hopefully in 2021 with fans there to, to enjoy all of this. Uh, I know that the, the race is going to be there. So hopefully uh, it's a packed house once again and hospitalities are there and, and everybody gets to enjoy uh, that atmosphere and what that's all about. Uh, but I do think that it needs to move around every, you know, have 
for a, a track to have it a couple of years in a row or, or possibly three years in a row. Uh, I don't mind that idea, but I think from that point, we don't need to lock in on one place. You know, there are so many places we can think about that would provide a great championship. Martinsville would be a great place. And I know that a lot of this is going towards short track and, and road courses that the fans are liking to see. And I'm not advocating that a road course get the final race, uh, but I think some of these short tracks, uh, even Bristol could be a great place. And, and think about Charlotte. Uh, where everybody is and not having to go somewhere and, and have it right right in Charlotte. So a lot of opportunities, but uh, Phoenix didn't disappoint for me at all. Yeah, and you're right, DJ. It'll be better next year when they do have fans there, hopefully more fans. They had some Sunday, but hopefully even more next year, not just at Phoenix, but at many tracks. Uh, you could still tell, though, even without the full grandstands, that Sunday's champion was a very popular champion. Two-time most popular driver, Chase Elliott, wins his first championship. And the process... Uh, with his father, Bill Elliott, also being a NASCAR champion, joins the Petties, Richard and Lee Petty, joins the Jarrett's, Ned and Dale Jarrett, as that father-son championship combination. So I'll start with you, DJ. Uh, how, you know, what does it mean to have that, that father-son duo as a champion for Chase Elliott? And, you know, where does Chase go from here? How many more championships do you think he can win? Yeah, well, let me say first and foremost, it, it's really good for the sport. Uh, that that Chase Elliott won, you know, and, and he went out and did the job two weeks in a row. He had to get it done. He had to win the race uh, to be the champion and uh, told me a lot about this young man, uh, that he's got everything that you want and need uh, to be a champion. And he went out and performed at the highest level when needed to, uh, to have that name, that Elliott name, you know, his father is so famous, uh, just like KP's father, uh, the, the king. Uh, you know, you, when you have uh, family members like that doing well, it's good for the sport. And uh, not that we're pulling for anyone, but we do pull for things that make the sport better. And, and this was a win-win for, for everyone involved when your most popular driver wins the championship and, and goes out and, and takes it and, and does that. He had to drive from the back of the pack yesterday and did just a phenomenal job. So, um, you know, he's, he's now finally able to answer those questions that he said, hey, I don't have the answers as to how this will feel. Well, he can tell us now. And, and you could tell that, that it really uh, got to him. Uh, emotionally that he was a cup champion. And I think like myself, that I felt like that joining my dad in something like that, that that, that was something we were gonna have forever and ever. It couldn't ever be taken away. And to see the smile on my dad and my mom's face uh, at Homestead that day when we clinched the championship was just amazing. And you could see that uh, yesterday uh, as Bill and Cindy were able to, to get the chase and, and celebrate together there. And I'm sure there'll be a lot more of it, but what a special day for, for that entire family. Yeah. And listen, it, I agree with Dale. It's, it's, it's huge for that family. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm, it's immeasurable for the sport right now. I don't, I don't think you can really look at the sport. I mean, so many things have happened over the sport through the last few years. Um, but it's that tie. It's that tie back to the very beginning, to the France family, um, to the flocks, to the bakers, to the patties, to the to the Earnhardts, to the Jarrett's, um, now the Elliots. It's plural. It, it's that tie. Uh, and you ask for me, you know, you ask how many championships could he won and could he win? And, and I'm like, at, last night I was doing some quick math and, you know, my dad won seven and, and Earnhardt won seven and Jeff won four. And then um, you, you look at Jimmy come along and win the seven. And, and there's, there's that... 15, 14, 15, 16 year gap between my dad and Earnhardt. Between Earnhardt um, and Jeff, there's a little bit of a shorter gap, um, but it, but it's really about 14 years. And then between uh, between Jeff and Jimmy is the is the shortest gap, and I think it's eight or 10 years from first championship to first championship. 
Uh, but you look at Jimmy to, to, to Chase and you're back to 14, 15 years, that gap again. So he's in the right place from a timeline. If we're gonna, if we're gonna cut into a tree and read the circles, uh, he's in the right place to be a dominant driver there. He's with the right team. He's with the team that's won four with Jeff Gordon, seven with Jimmy Johnson, one with Terry Labonte, and now him, what's that, 12 or 13, that this team has won. He's with the right team. So I think when we look, this is a moment that we're going to look back on uh, probably in 10 years or 12 years and say, there's another peak. There's another mountain peak right there. This is when Chase came into his own. Um, and, and Dale pointed out so eloquently yesterday, he really came into his own at Martinsville uh, last week. That was an impressive performance by a very young driver with that team to say, I'm of that caliber and of that cloth of a Jimmy Johnson, of a Jeff Gordon, uh, and I can go out here and win races and win championships. Yeah, and I, I think you guys are both right. I think this could be the first of many. Chase yeah. Elliott, 24 years old. Jimmy Johnson didn't win his first championship till he was in his 30s. So could see the being certainly the passing of the torch with Jimmy Johnson's uh, final race as a full-time driver. Chase Elliott wins his first uh, and gets his first championship as well. So lots to keep an eye on there. Lots to look forward to there. Uh, thanks to both of you for being on and uh, stay tuned. More Splash and Go coming later this week on the Motorsports on NBC YouTube channel. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.